The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 209 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone? This is Kevin and I'm out for my second walk of the day in the middle of the afternoon. It's a pleasant day, overcast, but a little bit on the cool side. I think it was in the low 50s. And uh, our trees here are just past the peak. No more of that brilliant, or only a little of that brilliant orange, fiery color that I'd love to see. Now there's a lot of leaves in the yards and bald trees everywhere. So uh, anyway, it is a very pleasant time of the year to run and it's my favorite time of the year to run. I'm uh, gwinning right now, which I call in my log, I put down as a walk. I am walking for 90 seconds, and then I'm running for 20. So, if I can do this right, I'll try to pause during my run intervals, like right now. When I first started this podcast, and for the first, I don't know, maybe five years, maybe longer, I always recorded while I ran. And... Quite honestly, I saw, I think there was only one that I remember, but there was a review, it's probably still on there, over at iTunes, and it was somebody who was nice enough to leave a review, but it wasn't a very good one, and I'm fine with that. I take constructive criticism. In fact, this is an example of it. He made some comment about how he liked the content, but he got tired of listening to the host of the show, huffing and puffing while he ran. And guess what? I agree with him. So I stopped doing that. So I'm going to try very hard to um, pause during my 20-second run intervals. Anyway, I'm out gwinning today. And once again, it's a walk for me. And the only reason I do it is to get my heart rate up for the whole, you know, for the whole run or for the whole walk. Um, Anything over 100, I count as some sort of benefit to my heart. And it's just very difficult for me just to do a straight walk and do that. 
if I could walk at the pace some of you all do, then I probably wouldn't even insert um, these short 20 second run intervals. There's some of you, Bob. Bob from the Rise and Run podcast had some knee issues and heck, he was going out on his walks and I know he was in the 14s. He might've been in the 13s. I just have a bad memory, but if I could do that, I don't think I'd be going, but anyway, I'm going today. My training's going um, pretty good, actually. I made some, what I consider very, very good progress leading up to in training for the bird in hand. Um, speed work, long runs, and um, just what I would say was uh, um, a doing away with junk miles. You know what I mean? I, I've done junk miles for years. Probably, probably predominantly junk miles since um, um, my last marathon, like 12 years ago. I just had nothing to train for. All I wanted to do was you know, get out the door and get some miles in. Nothing wrong with it, but my point is I did away with those while I was training for Bird in Hand. Thank you, Coach Chris Twiggs, by the way. I made some pretty serious improvement. And since I'm not really training hard for anything right now, and we're getting ready to head into winter, my goal really is to keep as much of that as I can during the uh, off season, during the winter season. I certainly have not done much long. I've, did a, I've done a couple of, a uh, little over six miles, I think, since Bird in Hand, but since that half marathon back in, um, in the middle of September, I've not really done anything longer than six miles. But the other stuff I'm doing, even by five and six miles, which, you know, if you want to consider them my long runs these days, I've got some quality stuff built into them. And um, um, I'm happy to say that, at least now, after we are, um, what, September to October, only, a, only coming up on a month out, three weeks out from Bird in Hand, um, I'm still um, hanging on to those. So we'll see how that, that goes. If you're interested at all um, how I'm doing that, I'll go into detail with um, with what I'm doing when I have my talk with Coach Twiggs on the next episode of the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway edition, which um, which I'm probably about a week out from doing, but I've got a lot of my notes put together. Recorded a really really fun Extra Mile Podcast Runners Roundtable a few days ago that I hope all of you will enjoy. So anyway, I'll go into that in more detail on the, uh, I think it's episode 9.4 of the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway edition. So we've got lots of updates in, um, in this episode, especially from Bird in Hand, as you would expect. I will let others chat in detail about their experiences with bird in hand this year. All I will say from my perspective is that this year it lived up to every hope that I had. There was good food, there was good weather, and there were great friends. Met some, um, 
some new friends, some friends who have only been virtual from the Rise and Run podcast. Um, check that out at www.riseandrunpodcast.com. We cannot have too many running podcasts, can we? So you might want to check them out. Um, we had some friends from the, the uh, customized training group, and we had a lot of extra milers. So let's get to the good stuff, the race updates. And um, some of our friends seem to have some nagging injuries, which is never good. So, And we will chat at the end. So check it out and enjoy your extra mile. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave from southeastern Massachusetts calling in with a race update. And I know last time I recorded, I was like, oh, life is too crazy. Things are hard. I'm busy. I've got things to complain about. But you know what? Things started falling into place during the last couple days of August. And so I went to the Bird in Hand Half Marathon. I, uh, I signed a lease on an apartment. Didn't have to keep looking anymore. I bought a car. Didn't have to keep looking anymore. All these things happened in a very, very short interval. And so on August 31st, the last day of registration for the race, I signed up and decided to head on down. Now, I may have told one person that I was coming because I wanted to have a dinner reservation. Um, But other than that, I made it a little bit of a surprise and hopefully put a smile on the face of our the extra mile running community friends that were there. I had a blast. It is such a great time. If you can't get to Bird in Hand, I strongly recommend folks try to get to Atlanta in March. I'm going to try to make that my next big gathering. I had so much fun. It is such a great time to hang out with people, like-minded people, who come from all over the country, all over the world, have different political beliefs, I am sure, and and different religions and different everything, different background. But you know what we have in common? We're all happy to be out running in the fresh air, sharing in the joy of our bodies and in motion and the big blue sky and corn that's as high as an elephant's eye and a rainbow-colored hot air balloon and the magic and mystery of the Amish community and the party that they throw. So it was a joy. I went down, spent a goodly amount of time of your friend and mine, the coach of all greatness, Coach Chris Twiggs. Really got to hang out with him. And, uh, and he and I ran with, with our friend Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, gave him lots of motivation, lots of encouragement. But that is his race story to tell, not mine. And uh, it was just a great day. I, I like running with people. I, one of the reasons, so one of the pieces of news I'll share is I'll be renting an apartment in the city of, capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, because uh, it's near a lot of my friends. I've got a big core group of running friends and work community in southern New England and really pretty well centered around Providence. And so I decided to not be too crazy as I change jobs and change houses and buy a new car, Um, not to be too crazy and not abandon my friend community 
Um, and so that's why I'm going to stay in Metro Providence. I'll be in an apartment that is walking distance to everything. Coffee shops, restaurants, pubs, library, things, stores, pharmacy, all within walking distance. Um, after 25 years of living in the country and raising two great kids out here, they are off into the real world and I am ready to start afresh. So having had a most joyful weekend of friendship, camaraderie, and dare I say love, yes, that platonic love of friends, it's a good thing. I hope you are all well. I hope you are feeling this beautiful, crisp fall air. Oh my gosh, it's such a nice day. It was 48 degrees when I woke this morning. It's like 54 right now, crystal clear. I'm going to be joining a friend. They set the pace, 10 miles, 10 minute pace. I'm going to go and chat with them and share stories. That is in about 10 minutes. So I got to, got to walk the dog, stretch her legs before I go off for my run. So that's what I get. Happy trails, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave from Southeastern Massachusetts. Enjoy your extra mile. Greetings, Kevin. All you extra milers. Chris in Virginia Beach, checking in on Thursday morning, September the 8th, uh, also known as the day before the Great Bird in Hand meetup. Um, man, yeah, it's almost killing me right now, but it is what it is. Um, I was scrolling through my Facebook memories this morning. Uh, before I got ready for my walk that I'm currently doing. And lo and behold, what popped up, but 2018 Bird in Hand, which was my first trip there. Um, and I got to thinking about how that that race has evolved for the Extra Mile group, where uh, I know there was, I think it was 2017 or 16, um, when Suzanne had come up to run it and um, Anthony and JD just showed up to cheer. I know they had run the race before. Uh, I think Nate was running it that year as well. Um, and then in 2018, it was Scott, Anthony, JD, Nate, and myself running the race. And then on Saturday, lo and behold, who showed up but uh, Dwayne riding around on a bicycle on the course. Uh, which was kind of cool. Um, 2019, I think, was going to be a bigger crew. or probably was a bigger crew. I was supposed to be there and had to um, cancel due to a hurricane coming through. Um, coming through here in Virginia, right on the day I was supposed to leave. But then 2021, man, did it blow up for us. And what a year we had last year. Great time hanging out with so many of you and your families. And I was so looking forward to this year, but things are what they are. There's a purpose and a reason for everything. And for this weekend, I will uh, just uh, hope that you guys that are going have an absolute wonderful time. Enjoy the race. Uh, I think Kevin said something on, is Kevin unplugged? And it actually is true. It's about the only race that I would travel to where the race is kind of secondary to why I'm making the trip. 
because um, just hanging out with all of you guys is so much fun, and I've enjoyed getting to know some of you and hang out with some of you. So I just wanted to send something in the day before the Bird in Hand festivities officially start to let you all know I'm thinking about you. I will miss you. And it's going to take a lot to keep me away on 2022 because it, or 2023 because it's a one, it's a great race, but two, uh, getting to hang out with all of you is an absolute pleasure. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend up there. I'll miss you. Love you guys. See you next year. Enjoy your extra mile. Good evening, extra milers. This is Sandy in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm going to have the opportunity to really chat to you without all those interruptions that I typically get when Gary is along. You know how chatty that guy can get. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say, hey, guys, we're only 10 days out from the bird in hand, and I'm out here mainly walking. No, I'm out here totally walking. Um... Because it's actually a, a rest kind of day for me. But I got home early from work. And it was still 88 degrees. And I thought, I really need to get my body used to moving in greater than 70 degrees. Thankfully, I'm able to tell you, this is Sandy from the Pacific Northwest, where usually when I do my run, if I'm not in some kind of climate-controlled area because it's dark and very, very early and I'm at the gym, then I'm out on the street early and it's like 52 degrees. And there's maybe a sea breeze coming, you know, a um, marine-propelled breeze coming, and it's actually kind of cool. Well, I have my feeling that that is not going to be the case in 10 days. I keep looking at the weather in burden hand, and it's promising plenty of warmth. Yesterday, I think I was looking, and it was 79 degrees in the afternoon, and okay, 79, whatever, but then it said, feels like 87, so, you know, we have 52 degrees, feels like 48, a lot different, so I'm just trying to get a little bit more acclimated, like I said, to moving in the heat, even though we really still don't have any humidity, but how's your training going? I am so looking forward to seeing several of you, hopefully many of you, at the burden hand. And by the time you hear this, we're going to have been past that, and we're going to have had a great time. I hope, I think there's still a few slots left, that some of you might get so much FOMO that you're like, i got to be there. i got to do this thing. I know I will be excited to meet you, and if you have the chance, you can sit by Gary. He'll chat you up as you have been used to on this podcast, so you'll hardly be able to get a word in edgewise. (laughs) Anyway, 
have a great run or walk. I would say this is a coffee walk because Kevin often does his coffee walks, but it's actually more of a wine walk. I'm going to head home. I'm going to drink some water, and then it's wine time. So, <laughs> yay. See you in about 10 days. Go out, run an extra mile for me because my knee still needs a little bit of rehab. Have a good one. Hello, extra milers. This is Tommy calling in from beautiful Burlington, Iowa, where I live during the week. I'm calling with my first submission to give a race report on the Flats Half Marathon in Kirksville, Missouri on October 1st. This was absolutely a beautiful day, a beautiful race, and just a wonderful time overall. Uh, it was not a flat track like you might think from the name. The name actually stands for Forest Lake Area Trail System. This trail is a very well-maintained trail, plenty of hills, lots of technical, single path, but it was the race was so well organized. There were seven aid stations for this half marathon. So you never went very far at all without having an opportunity to have a drink, a goo, a little snack of pretzels and M&Ms. They just were, they just went out of their way to put on a very nice race. Uh, perfect weather, as I said, I think. And yeah, it was just a great time. I absolutely look forward to that again. Over this summer, I have completely fallen in love with trail running. So look forward to doing more of that. Thank you, and y'all enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin. How we doing? Yeah, I'm giving you a hard time because you, uh, ah, why not, right? Why not? It's all good fun. Um, yeah, this is Chris, and I did, I did want to give you an update. I had, a, had, had, a, had kind of an interesting run over the last 18 months or so. Um, hurt my knee um, for, what was that? I was training for Boston in... 2021, I guess it would have been, way back when, maybe even earlier than that, I don't know. And uh, so I had to stop running. So I took up uh, I took up uh, clinical depression for a while, that wasn't working, so I moved on to biking, did a nice big biking adventure this summer where I rode across uh, Massachusetts in two days, two 10-hour days on my mountain bike, and that was fun. If you want to hear more about that, you can go over to my podcast and listen to that. Um, the But the big update is I went and got another MRI of the knee, because it's really frustrating, because what's going on in there is not your typical old guy knee thing, where you just, you know, you wear out the meniscus, or you, you know, you tear through all the cartilage, um, and there's just nothing left to work with. What happened to me is um, through either crashing or falling down or just overuse, I uh, bruised the end of the bone, and it's called a, uh, a condyle, the little knobby that sticks up in the end of the bone. I had a bruise on that, and they call it a stress fracture, but it's really like a stress bruise. Um, and they also call it an edema, right? So a bruise, and uh, really slow to heal, I guess. So... I did, you know, last year we tried to spin up the, the. Uh, I, gave, I figured I'd give it a year, right? First year, being a runner, this is how you are, right? You give it, you give it a month, and then it doesn't heal, so you give it three months, and then it doesn't heal, so you give it six months, and then it doesn't heal. And every time you keep running on it, it you know, it never gets better. Um, so I shut it down after, 
your friendly flying pig half marathon in the spring. Shut it down completely except for the bike riding. Yeah, so I went back in and got an MRI. The doc called back and said, yeah, it's healing, so it's getting better. I'm going to go in next week, get a cortisone shock, and see if that helps with... I still got a little twinge of pain in there. But, I mean, the meniscus is swollen around where the bruise is, but it's not... There's not a lot of, like, damage, right? So my knee's clean. It's just sort of swollen. So they're going to see if they can knock that down with cortisone. But that was pretty good news. It's like, hey, you're on, on the road to recovery. The, the edema, as it were, is uh, much smaller than it was this time last year. So... Yeah, that's my news. Figured I'd give you the update, right? All right. Cheers. Hello, everybody. This is Carlos testing a little bit here. Once again, always testing. Workout started. GPS on. Study 10 kilometers at 8 minutes, 45 seconds per kilometer. Go. Hi. This is Carlos running on the mountain of joy. Zone 3. Sending a submission for you for the latest Extra Mile podcast. Just a little bit of dipsy doodle here with the trail, but it's quite flat, so hopefully I won't trip up during this recording. I'm recording from my phone. It is safely tucked inside my running jacket. This is Whitaker Trail heading towards Churchill Drive. Two minutes, three seconds ahead. Average heart rate 132. Just past the trailhead for Harrop Trail. I'm not going to do that one today. I'm going to follow Whitaker all the way around to the fake bridges and then up, up, up. It has clouded over finally and we are expected to get three or four days of rain which will be greatly appreciated by all the gardeners. I should take a little walk break here. Two minutes, 27 seconds ahead. Today's run is going to be 10 kilometers. And... uh, Zone three. I should be able to get round this 10 kilometers on these mountain trails in about 75 minutes. Hi. That's pretty much what I've given myself to do today. 75 minutes of running on the trails. a little bit noisy now because the trail gets closer to the road and even though it's only 8.30 in the morning I uh, will probably cut this recording short 
once the traffic noise builds up. Average heart rate 134. I hope you're all enjoying the change of season. I hear that it's already snowing in some parts of the of the northeast. Oh, I can't imagine what this winter's going to bring for us. But it's almost certain to be abnormal weather conditions. Probably very rainy and probably not very much snow we'll see anyway rather than spend too much time speculating on the weather I will hand you over to the next submitter zone 3 as I continue my joy. This is the running jackal wishing all my brothers and sisters a very happy and successful season of controlled running. Bye-bye. Hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD. I'm out for a little bit of a walk on the day after the Bird in Hand Half Marathon. So you're hearing some of nature as I walk. Hopefully you won't hear too much wind, but we'll see what we see. As you may have guessed, this is going to be a race report and I'll just say it's going to be a brief race report because there's no way to properly do a race report without hogging up most of this podcast. Anybody who was at this race last weekend, actually, of course, Friday and Saturday, um, knows what I'm talking about. So I'm going to say my little bit everybody else to say their little bit and hopefully we'll kind of kind of patch together a little quilt for you of what it's like to actually experience bird in hand in person so once again very happy to see how many people made uh, the travel to my neck of the woods for this race now there's a core of us of course uh, of course, myself, Nate, Anthony, Dwayne. Um, we're always here. We live here, right? But there was a nice core of people who I know came up from Florida. I think probably the second most represented state in our group uh, after Pennsylvania. Uh, in fact, maybe Florida might have beat us this year. There's a couple of people try to name everybody because I will eventually miss somebody. I don't want anybody thinking that I forgot about them because I didn't. Um, although I will add to the cadre from Pennsylvania, even though he's not from this particular geographic part of the state, my buddy Steve Hailstone, who's over in eastern PA. 
So that's pretty cool. So there's a group of us here. But it was just an amazing weekend. Uh, unlike last year, since we moved the Friday meetup to the actual race uh, location for the pasta dinner, we were able to partake in the 5K. So for all the folks who were doing the 5K, well, of course, they had a whole bunch of extra fans that were here to cheer for them, and they came in, which is not normally the case. Normally, if you do the 5K, it's kind of you go do the 5K, and we'll all see you on Saturday for the half. Not so this year. So I think that was a huge improvement. I think something we should definitely do in the following years, you know. That was a, a big improvement over last year, even though last year was, was phenomenal. So there was that. Um, there were some pretty quick people in the 5K. I remember hearing in the uh, 12 and under crowd that the uh, the youngster that won that age group I want to say did a 5k in something like 17 18 minutes uh, again it's like a 12 year old <laughs> so hello look out for that kid later when he gets to high school and college because you got yourself a distance runner there if you're doing uh, sub 19 as a preteen for the 5k um of course, you know, we were there, of course, more so to watch our friends come in who were a tad slower. Um, so just meant more people to cheer for as they came in. Of course, the following day, <coughs> pardon the cough there, um, was the half marathon. We got together for our pre-race photo, which came out fantastic again. And... Uh, and it was go find your spot to go and uh, and go race. So I had a chance to actually start off with five people, um, which was kind of neat. I was there with my buddy Joe Sousa, of course my buddy Kevin. Got a chance to run with my friend Roxanne, and two new friends. One named Cindy, who came from uh, coastal New Jersey. And another, who I'm sorry I forget her name, but she's in Customized Training. And uh, she came up from uh, Florida Keys. So uh, one of those uh, folks who came up from Florida uh, to be with us in Pennsylvania. So hats off to her. And I am wearing a hat right now. So, and probably even more importantly, and I, you know, even more so ashamed that I've forgotten her name is that she's a fellow Villanova grad, so uh, Nova Nation right there. But we were a group for about five miles, and then we started to lose people again, people just not keeping up with the, with the pace, and at that point kind of needing to do their own thing, and that's fine, you know. Some folks are, are more uh, adapt and ready for the rolling hills, as we like to call them here in PA. So... Uh, we were all a group until about mile five, and then people started to fall back a little bit. Of course, all of us finished. So, you know, at that point, just do your thing. And uh, 
We were then a four-piece, I think, until somewhere between miles eight and nine, when uh, Joe and I decided to go and uh, run just a tad faster than everybody else. So over the remaining miles, we kind of put on the distance, and uh, we eventually finished, I don't know, maybe somewhere around eight, ten minutes before everybody else. Maybe not that long. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. So I can now say I've run a half marathon with my buddy Joe Souza because I've never done that before. I can say I've run eight miles with my friend Roxanne because I've never done that before. So very cool. Um, of course, after that, there's an amazing meal. All hung out and ate. Of course, you, you know hang out and wait for all of the other extra milers to come in and cheer them on and then after that we uh, all went to our respective domiciles, whether permanent or temporary, to grab a shower and then get ready for our post-race early dinner, supper whatever you're used to calling it at a place called Loxley's which, as somebody who's lived here for 21 years I've never been to, and I wish in the last 21 years I had gone there at least once before because it was a fantastic place to go. So if you're in this area, absolutely look for Loxley's in, uh, in Lancaster County. You will not be disappointed. Food was great. The uh, atmosphere was great. Service was great. As it turned out, our uh, waitress um, has been training to do a half marathon and she does her half marathon in two weeks there's another local half marathon called the hands-on house which helps a uh, it's like a little children's museum called surprisingly the hands-on house so uh go figure huh good good uh good on them to come up with a half marathon name that actually happens to be named after something else in town so apparently it's a popular name um kidding of course um and uh yes we were all able to go and give her some some pointers and some you know some uh encouragement for her very first half marathon which will be in two weeks so kind of a cool way to finish and then of course people started to need to make uh, either travel home or go back to their temporary domicile to go and get some sleep before they travel home today. Today's going to end up being the getaway day for a lot of folks who don't live here. So, uh, there it was. Uh, just, just a phenomenal weekend. Um, those of you who were planning on coming and then couldn't come, either due to family emergencies, injury, um, you name it, you were missed. You would have enjoyed it had you been there. So all the more reason to start making your plans, saving your pennies for 2023. But uh, other good news, we'll end this on some, some more really good news, is of course, for all of us who just enjoyed hanging out this past weekend, we get a chance to do it again in six months in Atlanta. So, 
I like the way this is kind of organically turned out where we have kind of like an, a, uh, an urban and a rural meetup every year now. And they're six months apart. So you have time to train. Uh, the courses are probably surprisingly similar. Uh, anybody who's done JG and, you know, Jeff will tell you it's a hilly course, mostly rolling hills. This course is pretty similar um, up here. So, so yeah, so if you can do one, you can do the other. So you kind of know what you're walking into. But I guarantee you, you will not have really cute little Amish kids singing to you at the water stops because they chant and it actually sounds like a like a song when they're going water water power aid power aid just cool to see a bunch of little kids kind of singing or chanting to you as you go by it's uh, it's something to be experienced um i believe for this race the uh cooper riders if i have the name correct uh, are the winner for furthest traveler from the state of Washington. I don't believe anybody traveled further away in our group. So uh, hats off to the two of them. And in fact, I am wearing a hat. So uh, there you go. And yeah, I mean, just it's an amazing weekend. Um, if you get a chance to come out, uh, definitely come out. I will say the same thing that I say all the time. If you're going to come out, try and see if you can come out for more than just the weekend. This area surprisingly has a lot to offer, a lot of things to go and do, places to eat, things to see. Um, that's not just simply the race. Um, even though it's technically a rural location for the race. So definitely avail yourself of some time to see some other things that are around here. So that would be that. All right. So I will stop my recording at this point and hand this off. I've, yeah, I've talking for, talked for way too long at this point. So, but there it is. Like, this is going to be a long podcast. I can tell you, this is going to be one of, one of his either two parters, or it's going to be one of Kevin's, uh, like two and a half hour podcasts. If everybody who went sends a, uh, a similar submission. So without any further ado, this is uh, JD from his walk saying it was great to see all of you can't wait to see all of you in six months and then in another six months for the bird in hand 2023 until then take care be safe stay healthy and of course always enjoy your extra mile Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Playing Dave from Providence, Rhode Island, calling in with a training thought. I like to do big things, right? I've done a couple of marathons, a couple of ultras, things like that. And my training thought today is the high importance and value of rest. I have, I also like to read. I've been reading books and listening to podcasts from coaches and training systems and blah, blah, blah. And... I think the thing that I learned in the last couple of years, the most important thing that I can control in my training cycle is being adequately rested and realizing that the, we do these stressful training exercises, and I mean stressful as in they put stresses on our body and so that our body and body systems can adapt, right? So we're 
applying stress and then giving time for our body to heal, recover, and get stronger with those adaptations. And that those adaptations happen when we rest. And so I just wanted to highlight that I always take rest days. I typically run five days a week or exercise, like I'll say exercise for real, five days a week with my defaults being rest days on Mondays and Fridays. So that is just my, I assume I am not exercising on those days. Now, not exercising does not mean sitting on the couch with my feet up eating, eating bonbons because uh, I do have this brown canine and we go for walks. And so a rest day may still include, you know, 10 or 12,000 steps of dog walking, but that is leisurely time outdoors, appreciating the fresh air and leaf covered trees, which I'm doing right now. But uh, yeah, it's so important for our bodies to have actual days without those stressors. And there's all sorts of science behind it. Like when you do exercise, especially hard exercise, you're creating uh, uh, you know, chemicals in your system like cortisol and other things that you know, you're creating a stress and your body has to react to it. You need to give your body time to recover from that and to heal. And if you do hard things like speed intervals, then you're actually damaging muscle fibers and you need to give them a chance to heal. Or if you're doing your long run, you're, so you're digging deep into your glycogen stores and your big muscles in your liver, well then you need to give your body time to rest and refuel and reestablish glycogen in your energy storage. So anyway, I know that it is, I, some people are really a huge fan of the streak and running every single day and God bless them if that is their goal, good for them. But for me, I think it's, I get the most joy and pleasure and enjoyment from, uh, from working hard some days and then taking a couple rest days a week. And so, uh, yep, today is Tuesday. Today's a run day, but yesterday was Monday. And even though it was beautiful and the dog did get four walks because it was a beautiful day, I took it as a rest day because that is the default. So... That is Coach Just Plain Dave giving you his unsolicited coaching advice from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island. I hope you are well and enjoy your extra mile. Good morning, extra milers. This is Sandy. And Gary. From the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Currently about halfway through the half marathon, so I guess that's the quarter marathon through, quarter marathon through, yeah. The bird in hand. This is a live report. None of you are following us on Race Joy because my knee is not letting me run today. Woo, mild. Yep, that was a biker. Making sure all of us tail-enders are still moving forward. And we are, we are. We're halfway where, oh, look at how cute. Okay, I just want to say to all of you, you are missing a beautiful thing. Now, if you wake up in the morning of bird in hand and your knee is absolutely killing you and you think, I may be a DNF today, but I am not going to be a DNS and you start it anyway, you will not regret it. Oh, there's the quilt shop. Because there are so many things along the way. I mean, just the beauty of it. What would you say, babe? Yep. There's 
gorgeous out here. It is. A little warm, but hey, perfect, perfect. Oh. And now we're coming by Lance's homestead. They have got tons of pumpkins and quilts. So many nifty things. I'm going to have to take a picture. Maybe. Oh, it doesn't want me to, but anyway. Whoop. All right, I think I'm going to get one right here. Oh, so pretty. We need to definitely come back to buy later. I'm a little disappointed that, you know, I'm not at least run walking this, just plain old walking. But I'm not disappointed in that it's allowing me to be on the course so much longer and really see so much up close and personal. Um, I never got my knee looked at, so I guess if I want to continue this sort of experience, I need to get my knee looked at. Um, there's a long saga to that that you extra milers don't need to know about with turning 65 and all and what my TRICARE Medical did. But anyway, I'm sure I'll get it back to what I need to be and get my knees worked on. Which by work, I mean, please just show me some exercise I can do that makes it be good again. Look at how sweet this is with a little one-lane one bridge. And look at that, it's a mum garden. I mean, hello people. So, would you recommend this race to others? Yes, highly recommend. <laughs> and do you feel like it was worth coming all the way yep. from the Pacific Northwest to do it? Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. You know, we're thinking it might be one that we would do again, even though it is taking quite a bit of our race budget to do it. So we're not sure about that, but it has been a great experience. Of course, it's always fun to see extra milers physically, not just on Facebook or hearing their fun tales but we just wanted to do a report i know you were wanting to get on here and really talk about it right hun yep uh-huh okay so this is sandy and gary <laughs> and currently at the bird in hand um th this weather is actually similar to what we would have a summer run um in the middle of the day or late afternoon <laughs> So our bodies are not quite ready. Good morning. Oh, what a beautiful place. Come and join us next time. No more FOMO. Show up. All right. Have a great day, Extra Milers. Talk to you soon. Hey, Kevin and all you Extra Milers. It's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Submitting a bird in hand race report and customized training extra mile podcast uh, get together had such a great weekend I'm recording this on the Saturday after the infamous and famous burden hand half marathon I'm so grateful to have seen and spent so much some great time with each of you that were able to come those of, the, of you that missed it hope you can make it to JG in Atlanta in March. I will be there. The highlight for 
me for this race. That's a tough one, but I think running with Just Plain Dave and Coach Chris for two hours is on the top of the list. I have to say, and I said this in the coaching call, that towards the end of the race, I can't exactly say Coach was my best friend uh, uh, because he had to push me. And so that was good. I did not accomplish my 159.59 goal, but I did get my PR for that course. And I was 11 seconds off my actual PR. So I have to take that. I am on a five mile easy run and I had already recorded this, but I didn't like how it turned out. So I'm re-recording this. I really enjoyed hanging out with Roxanne and Carl at the restaurant before the meetup on Friday night, as well as Alan. Um, Alan is a customized training friend who hopefully will now be listening to this podcast. I just gave him a shout out. Uh, he also ran with Coach Chris, Dave, and I. Uh, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to accomplish his goal either, but I think he had a nice time as well. I am most appreciative of being able to connect with some of you guys in person. I'm going to shout out specifically Caroline and Bob. I know that Bob mostly listens to the Galloway edition, but I still want to give him a shout out in this podcast. And it's really nice to hang out. Friday night, got to chat with Coach Chris for his long drive from Florida. And then on Saturday night after the race, we was able to also chat with Kevin, our amazing host for this podcast. And as I look at this, I think, okay, so... There's all these people who have come to Bird in Hand, Pennsylvania, this little town that was put on the map by Bart Yasso at Runner's World with those amazing horseshoe medals, but that took Dwayne and I talking about this race all these years, and now there are just so many of you that came I'm so grateful for that. And just being able to be with you was awesome. I miss those that didn't come, but life and family definitely comes first. I know for me, I didn't get to enjoy the amazing picnic after the race. Well, first of all, I was trying to catch my breath, but my wife and daughters were there and decided that it was wise as a dad and a husband to go back to the hotel and give my wife a little bit of a break. Very wise decision. 
And instead of having a million calories at the dinner, the lunch, I mean, the picnic lunch, I had a Chick-fil-A chicken salad. So definitely a much better caloric intake. Also, I have to say, I used the recovery beverage for Tailwind. I actually took two of them, and I am a week later after an almost PR effort, I am back to normal. I feel really good. So I don't know what that means as far as my effort. Um, the lessons I learned from the race were twofold. One is to not have my headphones in when I am running a hard race and I'm being coached by somebody what happened was my music uh, absolutely distracted me in, in a in a bad way in the sense that all the shenanigans that Chris and Dave were trying to do just didn't distract me enough and I wasn't able to push it at the end and then that relates to the second point and that I need to rethink my fueling strategy because I just ran out of juice. I couldn't get my brain, couldn't overcome my brain. My brain told me to slow down and I couldn't tell it to be quiet. It just didn't work to tell it to be quiet because my brain was like, no, I'm not gonna be quiet. I need to survive. And then as per my normal bird in hand style, I just kicked it and killed it at the end, but I couldn't do that until my brain was understanding that I absolutely had more in the tank and that I could push it. So, lesson learned, I still got a great time, had an amazing time with some the best people, and I wanna end with that at the end of that night at the hotel, my wife said, unprompted, hey, yeah, I really like your friends. They're pretty cool. So a win for the customized training folk, Galloway uh, and Extra Mile um, group. Guys are awesome and so appreciate each and every one of you. And can't wait to see some of you guys out there in March. Next up, MCM 50K. I'm excited and can't wait to push myself beyond where I've ever been before. That's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My race report for Bird in Hand. Have a great one. Bye. Greetings, Kevin and fellow Extra Mile Podcast listeners. Old Jim from South of Council us checking in. And uh, today is... Friday, October 21st, nice morning, 50 degrees, uh, going to warm up for three days before it gets really cold again. Uh, I saw on the Facebook group page that I appeared on a milk cart as a missing person, Amber Alert, where's old Jim from South Council Bluff, he's missing, well I'm not missing, I'm here. I may be missing something between the ears, but uh, I'm, I'm alive and well. 
Kelly. <laughs> and uh, I'm out on the wall bash this morning and uh, doing actually something totally different. Doing a run walk. Uh, went up two miles and now I'm on my way back down and no ratio, just running when I want and walking when I want. And the reason for all that is in the last month or so, I've kind of developed this aching pain, not a debilitating pain, but kind of an aching pain type thing that uh, doesn't want to go away. It's uh, on the right side, below the, right below the knee joint, right where at the top of the tibia, and, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's just, it's just bugs you. It doesn't stop you from running, but you know it's there. And uh, I ran Monday, and it was a good run, 10-miler, and good time, good effort. And uh, But it hurt. So I thought, I mean, maybe I ought to take some time off. I uh, ran into a ultra runner here on the trail once. And I see him all the time, but... Uh, Nice guy. He, uh, I pointed to the pain, and he said, well, that's a bursa. Well, what the hell's a bursa, right? So uh, Dr. Google, I guess, told me what a bursa was. Yeah, I guess it could be that. It's right in that spot. Uh, it's also, I thought it at first, and maybe it still is, uh, some tendonitis where that... Uh, lateral collateral ligament kind of ties things together there on the right side but uh i don't know so last week uh, last wednesday i guess i was in the uh, duck blind <laughs> sitting next to uh a doctor well i'm gonna take advantage of that aren't i so uh this guy is a, a doctor and he used to be for 34 years he was the team doctor for all the sports teams at the University of Nebraska-Omaha before they switched providers. So I said, Monty, I said, you're a doctor. I said, I got an insurance card if you need it. He chuckled. I said, I got this pain. And I showed him where it's at. Of course, I had waders on, so I didn't take the waders off, but I kind of showed and told him where it was at. I said, I had a guy tell me it was a bursa. And he said, well, yeah. I said, what's a bursa? Well, in medical speak, he told me what a bursa was. He said, yeah, it could be that. <laughs> told me the same thing Dr. Google told me. Why don't you stop running for a while? I said, well, you can't do that. You know, I'm a runner. You can't tell me nothing. So I've kind of slowed down. With the amount of running, I uh, have done more biking. Uh, I can I can I can ride that bike, spin bike, regular bike. Uh, I can walk with zero pain. It's just on the little bit of of running, uh, like today. You know, I'm walking, no pain. If I start jogging, I can feel it. Not as bad as it was. So maybe. If I heed Dr. Google and Dr. Monty's advice and 
take some time off, do some more icing. Maybe this thing will go away before winter gets here and I'm on that treadmill. We'll see. Anyway, I'm not missing, Kevin. I'm here. Come on, man. Take me off the milk carton. If you're going to put me on a milk cart, at least you put it on skim milk. You got it on 2% milk. Come on. I'm healthy. I drink skim milk. Not a whole lot else going on with me. I had a month or two ago, had a great, what I called Jim's Great Bike Adventure. I always wanted to ride my bike to the end of this trail. It's 63 miles long from trailhead to end of trail. 59 miles from my house to end a trail. So I loaded up my bike, got my backpack and tent from my elk hunting days out, and got all that stuff and uh, invested in a really lightweight sleeping bag because, you know, it's uh, not as cold here as it is elk hunting in the fall in the mountains. So I, uh, I took off. And I went to the end of trail. And when I say end of trail, that's exactly what it does. It just ends. It's the weirdest thing. You're just pedaling along, pedaling along, and boom, it ends. Just turns into grass and trees. Just kind of weird. But uh, that's at, uh, at a town called Blanchard, I believe it is, Missouri, or Iowa. It's right on the Missouri-Iowa line. So anyway, I rode up through the grass to... Uh, to the highway, turned right, and there's a sign, welcome to Missouri. So I rode into Missouri, turned around. Blatchford, Blatchford, yeah, that's what it is. Population 38. <laughs> now I got about five, six, seven miles back toward uh, home and had a mechanical breakdown. Had a stick flip up. And I don't know, you couldn't do it if you wanted to. It wouldn't happen one in a billion times. Went down into a little slot which froze the back tire against the frame and the stick. And because I was pedaling away so hard, <laughs> the entire back drivetrain blew out. The derailleur bent and just gone. Chain off the bike. Try as I might, I couldn't get anything back together to work, so I ended up having to limp my way to the big town of Coin, Iowa. I bet there ain't 50 people in that town where there's a campground. I called. Sag, Sag Wagon came and got me. So, uh, just about done with this run here. Oh, that was my great bike adventure that turned into a failure after about 65, 68 miles, something like that. But, uh, been doing a lot of running, a lot of biking all year, of course. Uh, looks like I will end up, well, probably 100 miles or more over last year's mileage. So I'll probably be over 1,700 miles running, which is pretty good for me. Uh, and uh, biking is about the same. Totally, I'll end up with over 5,000 miles of running and biking, so... Another good year, if it wasn't for this little niggling and pain on my right knee side there, uh, it'd have been an excellent year. As it is, still a pretty good year. Uh, about it, really. I mean, I guess I haven't submitted anything because I haven't got anything worthwhile to, to
to say. Of course, there's college football. Watch a lot of that. Root for my Huskers, even though they're <laughs> fired their coach, like a lot of teams have fired coaches already. So hopefully we'll find somebody to right the ship. The Ohio State Buckeyes, of course, are flying high like they always do here of late. I uh, like them. I root for them now. I never used to with Urban Meyer there, but I uh, I root for them with with Coach Day. I like him. He seems like a pretty good guy. So hopefully this weekend you play Iowa. I hope you stomp the hell out of them. Uh, there, there's no Nebraska fan that likes Iowa. No. So do do your part and beat them, and then. We'll wait and see what happens with that team from the north. I won't even say it because I know you don't like to hear the name. So hopefully, hopefully you won't stumble against that team from the north and and uh, get into the playoffs and do well there. Ah, that's about it. I, uh, again, don't have a whole lot to, to add to this podcast, it seems like, anymore. Uh yeah, about it. I see that uh, Claudia from the Valley of the Sun down in Arizona did not have meniscus surgery like uh, I initially thought. No, I thought she said she was going to have it, but then she opted for some other treatments, and uh, one of them was the, uh, uh, well, I guess she's thinking about that blood plasma or whatever platelet thing where they take blood platelets or plasma from you and they shoot it in and try to heal stuff. Uh, you might want to do a little more research on that. And, and the reason I say that is a good friend of mine, Team SAP member Flash, uh, he's had it done twice. He had it done on his back, went to Denver, paid 5000 bucks to have stem cell stuff done on his back and then he developed a knee problem he did have a torn meniscus which he had surgically repaired but the pain that he developed in his knee after that wasn't meniscus but it was something else and he had some rich blood platelet thing done on his knee for another three thousand dollars and it has not worked the one on his back did not work and the one on his knee did not work. He even had an ablation where they went in and did something to a nerve or something. But uh, anyway, he seems to think that stuff works, but the bottom line is it didn't work. Uh, he still has the problems. So, uh, if it's a torn meniscus, it's not going to heal. If it's a torn meniscus, get it fixed. Dr. Jim from South Wisconsin Bluffs. I got my degree, my medical degree, from Record Correspondence School. Take it for what it's worth, but get it fixed. And uh, if it's a, if if you have to have meniscus surgery, it's no big deal. You get it done within six weeks. You're running as good or better than before. No big deal. That's it. Uh, Everybody train smart, train safe for fall races. Kevin has hinted that he has some big hairy ass goal, BHAG, big hairy ass goal that he's thinking of 
of uh, taking on, and he's kind of hinted at it, but he hasn't really said what it is. So uh, we'll see. Uh, looking forward to that announcement whenever it comes. But that's it. I'm done. I'm back to the car here. Just a little four-mile average heart average heart rate, 109. Jeez. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But anyway, that's it. Told Jim from South of Constable. I am not missing. I'm alive and I'm well. And uh, probably never missed me. Talk to you all later. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Always appreciate what you do. Bye. Hey, Kevin and Extra Milers. It's Amy from the Running Drink Podcast. And we hope you enjoy your extra mile this week. We are still recovering from Hurricane Ian, so our training is woefully lacking as we continue cleanup efforts and restoration efforts. But, uh... We were supposed to do the Clearwater half, and the Rock and Roll Clearwater half was supposed to be the inaugural, but it was canceled due to the Hurricane Ian, and so we'll postpone that till next year, but that means we've missed a couple of really long training runs uh, leading up to the ultimate race in November for us, so we're not sure how that's going to go. We're going to see if we can hang with some of the the pacers at wine and dine and see if we can hang in there at the back of the pack but uh we don't know how it's gonna go so if anybody has any advice for people in that situation we would appreciate it you all enjoy your extra mile well, hello, Kevin, and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave from Providence, Rhode Island, calling in with a race report. And yeah, it's true. I moved. Got to figure out how to say Rhode Island more smoothly. Uh, yesterday was the Rhode Island Trail Classic. And you kind of love when someone is like doing a first time race and uses the name classic in the title. Uh, but it fits here. Because the trail is a looped course, because it's fun to go in circles, on the Vin Gormley Trail, which is in Burlingame State Park, in lovely Charlestown, Rhode Island. This is very much southwestern Rhode Island. It's a freshwater pond, and there's a seven and a half mile loop trail around the pond. And uh, it's about one th- one third is on either pavement or uh, gravel roads and another one third or maybe a little bit less is on like boardwalky like narrow 24 inch wide what you'd call like mountain bike bridges um, and the remaining third is technical rocky rooty very rooty um, root covered uh, trail so it uh it was it was great fun it was a beautiful day a postcard perfect day sky was blue so this was a sunrise to sunset roughly 11 hour event and uh the goal is to do as many as you can now there were a couple milestones to hit so one of the reasons this race director set up this race was to make it a qualifier for the anchor down ultra and so you had to hit certain thresholds to qualify for pre kind of pre-qualify for the six hour 12 hour or 24 hour events there so 
I'm going to guess that roughly half of the runners, and there are about 200 runners, that roughly half of the runners were there really with a focus on, ooh, let me get my miles so I can qualify for Anchor Down. But uh, let's see, what was great about this place? So the people were good. So it's interesting. It's a fairly narrow, mostly single track. Like once you're not on those gravel roads, it's a single track route. So not a lot of room, no room to really run side by side. Uh, Pacers were not allowed. So this is just like you're out there running with the other runners. And uh, everyone had to be wearing blaze orange because it's hunting season in that neck of the woods. And the aid stations were fine. Um, You know, I think they've got it down to a science, and especially for a race that's, you know, 12 hours or less, it's, uh, it's not that hard to kind of say, okay, here's, here's the food that we need. It's the typical stuff, some salty snacks, some sweets, um, things you would expect. I, oh, so that at the main aid station, there was a whole big, big menu of foods, um, Nothing prepared, though, like no peanut butter sandwiches, no quesadillas or anything like that. This is all just kind of small grab-and-go stuff, uh, but including fruit like apples and bananas. But the other aid station, the halfway aid station, was just a water stop, but it also had ramen. So they had a cook stove set up, and they were making ramen, and that was great. Like, for me, that was a really good way to get some calories and some sodium um, and electrolytes into my system. And... uh, so I ended up doing six laps, which totaled 45 miles, and uh, it was a resounding success. My goal, my actual goal, was five laps, um, because, again, that was the, the maximum qualification that you needed for the anchor down. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do five. And I was pretty tired after five. Like, I had pretty well emptied my fuel tank. Um, but I said, you know what? Sometimes there's an advantage to kind of getting to your limit and pushing past it and seeing what you got. And so I, uh, so I did that. And I paid for it. Not in a bad way, but man, my feet were feeling really beat up. My feet were tired and sore. You know, I had kicked rocks and roots, I don't know, dozens of times. And so my toes were just feeling really beaten up and, and bruised. I'm not going to lose any toenails, that's all fine, but, but it literally, as I was finishing, like, oh, man, my feet could not have felt worse unless I had, like, paid someone to smash my toes with hammers, literally, literally how it felt. Um, but it was just great, and getting to chat with, one, one huge advantage to the loop scenario is people do what they want to do. You can take a break if you want. Like they kind of have that main aid station where you can set up a little, you know, I'll call it a drop bag. I had a bin with a, cha- a couple changes of clothes and a couple extra pairs of shoes as a just-in-case. Um, and actually, it was, it was nice to have extra clothes because when I arrived at the venue before sunrise, it was 39 degrees. So definitely long-sleeve weather for starting. And I wore long sleeves for two laps. Then I put on uh, a tank top for three laps and then switched back to a a t-shirt, short sleeve shirt for the last lap. Um, But that last lap, man, that was hard. Actually, I was grinning. It it took, it was the lowest energy thing I could do was kind of this, I'll call it, speedy is the wrong word, but kind of steady shuffle um, as opposed to walking. Like walking felt like I was using my energy poorly and I kept stubbing my toes while I was walking. And uh, 
and running was just not going to happen. I, my, my legs were not getting out to an extension, so I couldn't like push off and reach forward. It's like, so shuffling it was. And uh, I think most of my laps were about 80 or 85 minutes. And that last lap was two hours, 120 minutes. And man, it felt, felt like a lot of work. But every time I crossed paths with someone, I shared my greetings and reminded them how lucky we were that we get to do this. We get to be out in the beautiful sunshine. We get to have fun with a bunch of trail runners. And, uh, and isn't that glorious? So that was my big race for the year. I, I do not have a, uh, anything. Actually, I do have a couple things coming up, but this was my goal race. And, uh, yeah, and all is well, and I am good, and today is tomorrow morning, and I am out walking the brown dog. We do a lot of walks in the city here. I, uh, I'm getting to know the neighborhood, and it's nice to, she's a great icebreaker. She helps me meet other people walking dogs. So that's what I got. Go do big things, and then just remember how lucky we are to be able to do the things we, we can, especially we are blessed with our health and this great community of friends. So, from the capital city of Providence, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, and enjoy your extra mile. Good evening, extra milers. This is Sandy from the Pacific Northwest, currently in the middle of a cornfield in Lancaster County with... Gary. And... Jenna. Yeah, we're just finishing up the 5K. Doesn't it sound exciting? Well, we're, we're kind of ambling. My poor sore knee, it doesn't like this at all. It's not looking forward to 13.1, but we are finishing up. We're finishing up, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And we're not even coming in last. There are a couple of, <laughs> a couple of people standing in the cornfield behind us. So whoop-de-doo, here we go. I think there's a water stop ahead. I can hear people at the tent with tons of excitement. The best part about being the last, do you know what the best part is, babe? People are ready to go home. Yes. So they clap for you to come in. Jen, are you ready for the clapping and the cowbells? (laughs) Right? Because they clap because they are so glad to see you. Means they get to go to bed. All right. Well, extra milers, all of you that couldn't be here, I know that you had some FOMO and we had it last year. And so this year we had to make it happen. We registered way back in February just to make sure we were committed. Of course, we didn't know our knee was going to give us trouble, but we just brought that troubled knee with us and we're going to hobble our way through. Oh, look at the turkey. All right. Well, I'd like to chat on, but there's a turkey. I think I need to get a picture. All right. Extra milers, go out. Do an extra mile for me. How about you, hun? Do you want an extra mile? Please do. Okay, right, right. And we'll talk to you later. Sandy and Gary and Jenna from the Birdingham 5K. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Kevin and all you extra milers. It's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, sharing my MCM 50K race report. I could go on and on about all the amazing experience that I had, but I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. I was able to accomplish the mission of running my first 50K. It was a very interesting course, and the people alongside were just so amazing. 
the there was people all throughout the course and the first part of the course was was pretty hilly and I will say that I was able to really make it through that pretty easily um, without any pain or anything any any difficulties at all it was it was just really great I did a 60 30 with my friend Jamie and he and I uh, decided to stick together throughout the race and what ended up happening was we I was kind of pulling him along for the first about half marathon and then I had unfortunately my due to my shoes uh, my gait changed and so then the second half of the 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 50k um, he ended up pulling me along and then at the very last part I joke about how I have a kick at the end and so I basically uh, just really kicked it in gear at the at the very end and that was really cool to, to finish the, the 50k strong and I made some mistakes but I learned a lot through this experience and overall I am very pleased with how everything went I'm so grateful for each of you as you supported me through this journey especially for Kevin and Chris. And then also I want to mention the all the, the amazing support that you guys gave me through the Galloway Extra Mile uh, that was made for, for me and uh, encouraging me. It totally made a huge difference. I made it through the 29-miler uh, with a smile on my face. And at the end of the 50K, I also had a smile on my face. Coach Chris suggested on the last coaching call that instead of what I wanted to do, which was kick it at, let's say the marathon part, he said to wait until I saw the finish line to kick it. And so that's what I did. And there's just so much more to say, but I wanted to leave it at that, that I'm so grateful for each of you and how you guys supported me. And um, it's, I'm so amazed at the, just how much you guys uh, care about this and uh, I look forward to sharing future race reports uh, at this point the next race is JG 13.1 which I really hope to see many of you there and I don't have any plans for anything beyond the 50k at this point but I never say never and so I'm I will probably do beyond that at some point in the future uh, but that's just not in the cards for right now so Anyway, I am so grateful for each of you, Kevin and Chris and Dave and just all you guys are amazing. JD and Anthony, thank you for your support in that 29 miler. And just I cannot thank you guys enough for the support you gave me throughout this process. All right, guys, if you want to know more, I'm interviewed on the uh, podcast called Rise and Run that uh, is a Disney and um also kind of uh, supports Jeff and Jeff Galloway and um, I'm going to be on that for the episode that comes out um, right around the first week in November. Uh, if you want to hear more about my race report, you can find it there. All right. Thank you. I can't wait to hear more about your races and you guys enjoy your extra mile.
Well, there you go. The Extra Mile Podcast, episode 209. Good stuff, huh? If you got the feeling that you may have missed a great time this year at Bird in Hand, you're absolutely right. But I have some good news for you. Um, the good news is that we are already planning for our next big Extra Mile Podcast meetup at the JG 13.1 in Atlanta. And that's only four months away. That is close enough to start planning and certainly close enough to start getting excited about, but it's far enough away that you can still train for it. And customized training program with Coach Twiggs will absolutely make that happen. Um, once again, there's lots more about this on the next episode of the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway edition. And um, before I get off the topic of the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway edition, I made this announcement earlier, but it bears repeating that I have, I'm in the process of moving that podcast to another platform. Um, I've done it on Google for years now, and since, in fact, since day one, so for 12, 13 years. But Google is just not very friendly anymore. Um, I think it's still okay there, and I'll probably post it on both platforms. But Google takes up to a week to send it out. So um, eventually, I want to move everything away from Google to a new platform. So what I would ask you to do is go to wherever you get your podcast and search on the Galloway Extra Mile Podcast. And you will see a caricature of Coach Twiggs, Jeff Galloway, and myself. And um, you will know you've got the new one. So get over there and uh, search for it and subscribe. There will be no changes to the webpage, which is www.thegallowayextramile.com. You'll still get all the, um, the show notes as well as you can check out and find all the old episodes going all the way back to um, 2009, I guess, if you're so inclined. So, um, I, I, like I said, I'll probably post on both feeds for a while. So if you subscribe to one, delete the other, or you're gonna get two copies and whatever. The, uh, the webpage does have information on how to subscribe to the new feed in iTunes in Google Podcasts, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. So, and certainly, please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or concerns. Lastly, before I let you go, I'd like to congratulate our lovable extra miler, Nate, on his Marine Corps Marathon 50K. For those of you who are metric challenged and in full disclosure I had to look this up on Google 50k is 31.0686 miles don't discount the 0.0686 either um, Nate finished this race in a more than respectable 5 hours 57 minutes and 28 seconds or 11.31 pace Holy moly, Nate, 
Good on you, brother. What a BHAG. That is so impressive. That's all I got. I'd like to uh, thank everyone for their submissions. Thank you for your downloads. And thank you for the last couple hours of your lives. Don't take that one lightly. Thanks for telling your friends about us and any five-star ratings you can give us. And thanks to our friends at Squish Bands. They can be found at www.sqooshbands.com. They've got some great deals going on. And did you know that this year Thanksgiving falls on 1124? So our buddy John creatively has Squish Bands on sale for $11.24. What a deal! Like I said, look for the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway Edition, episode 9.4, very, very soon. And until the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going, then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show, and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. I'm coming. <sighs> Did I make it? Did I make it in time for the episode? Ah, oh, crap. <laughs>